0: Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach, let's get started. Welcome back guys. Thanks so much for tuning in for the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. I have an industry leader, a rule breaker, and a major disruptor that is here to talk to you guys today. I have the one and only Cindy Eckert on the line. Cindy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I wish we were back together in person.
0: I know, I know. It is it, it's it's been what who would have thought that 2020? <laughs> I, <know>. I mean, <laughs> I think people had some crazy plans for 2020, but not this crazy,
1: right? But your audience, like they have been flexing this muscle. That's the good thing, yes. right? All of these entrepreneurs, exactly. um, you know, myself included, even when things like this hit. And it's not that I believe me that I haven't like had moments of just, you know, riding down the street on a bike going, what is happening in this world right now? It's sort of surreal. But the, the good thing is that we really do have to flex the muscle of having to pivot constantly of having to reinvent and, you know, be quick on your feet when you think that the road is going straight and suddenly it goes left. Um, So I think that's been a salvation, I think, for at least this audience during this moment in time.
0: I completely agree. And I actually have said to the audience over and over again, you know, guys, like disruption comes, you know, mm-hmm. it's in mm-hmm. cycles, right? So we never know exactly what it's going to look like. But the more that you go through it, the more you build the muscle yes. so that the next time it comes, you're ready and, and you can use that to your advantage. And I, I think that this is an incredible learning and growth opportunity it, for
1: all of us. Is I don't know who, I will get it wrong. So I'm not sure who to attribute this quote to, but um, I love the the sentiment of never, never waste a crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Don't waste this moment um, because it's really positioning you for opportunity in a way that, you know, from all entrepreneurs, the the way that our DNA, you know, how we're wired is that we see possibility where others see limitation. Yeah. And I think that will be, you know, the, the magic of what comes out the other side of this, things that we maybe never even imagined that we would need in our life. Suddenly people are going to create solutions for those and they're going to be the real winners. Um, and they wouldn't have otherwise had that opportunity had this not happened.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I want to, I definitely want to talk today, you know, obviously you are, you love to disrupt, you love to help other disruptors to dis- yes. disrupt and innovate and elevate. And I want to talk about that. But first I want to make sure that the audience understands who you are and a little bit of your journey because your journey has been incredible. And um, the the outcome of that journey is amazing. But the thing to me that impressed me beyond belief when, when I first learned about you, Cindy, Obviously what you've achieved and, and just to give you guys a little backstory. So, so Cindy has actually sold two businesses for more than 1.5 billion. That's with a B billion dollars. She redefined an entire industry. She fought the FDA. She then took her company back that she sold cause they weren't doing the right things to promote it. Got to relaunch her own drug on her own terms. She's like literally reinventing entire industries, but All of that is so impressive, Cindy. But the thing that's even more impressive that I want everyone on the show to learn from you is the power of conviction, the power of determination, the power of believing in something bigger than yourself and and being just unstoppable in the pursuit of your dream. So I would love, before we get into the Pinky Bader, because I want to talk about how you're helping put women on top. I want to talk about how you're really paving the groundwork for the future. But first, I want to take a step backwards Cindy. And if you could just give people like a glimpse of yes. a little bit of this progression of events, because it's, it's really unbelievable. It could like be a movie actually. Oh,
1: thank you. Um, it, that's the, the ultimate compliment. There was a, um, article written and it. That said the modern day Aaron Brockovich. And I thought I will take it. <laughs> but it absolutely. The reason You're like, yep. <laughs> yes. The please, reason they you. say it is it's really was an incredible path. So my path, just so you guys know, um I actually started in really conventional career, you know, working for big companies. I realized very quickly uh hell no, I don't fit there. Um I am not going to be content in a place where I'm not heard, where I don't feel like I'm making a mark and a real impact, and that started my journey toward, you know, smaller companies innovation and ultimately to a place where I thought, well, you know, I've got enough of a track record and maybe, maybe enough of a contact list, um, that I can start it from scratch myself, which was born out of really just being in places where I showed up, I performed, I did well because I was driven to do that for my own personal, you know, satisfaction. um, but I was not inspired. And I thought, could I collect people like me, put them against a challenge, and would it would they succeed if I let them, you know, truly show up as them, put them in an environment in which people came first and culture came first? And that was my first company called Slate, which I really did name, you know, clean slate. I was going to do it on my own damn terms, um, and I had okay. a product. Okay. Uh, one of one of the male sexual health products, and I say that because to all of your listeners, you haven't turned on the TV or the radio for the last 20 years and not seen a commercial celebrating how important men's sexual satisfaction is, honestly, and I built one of those businesses. Um, I led that charge. You can imagine I was kind of an outlier in that space. Um, not, not a lot of women run healthcare companies regrettably, but oh my gosh, then I'm in sexual medicine uh, showing up in bright pink. And when I was there and this hypothesis of mine was working out, our team was achieving you know, record um, sales and everything else uh, in this space. I got a beat on some of the science from a small German company that had innovated um, a breakthrough to address women's sexual health. So men had at the time, wait for it, 26 different products for their sexual dysfunction. If something was going wrong in the bedroom, we had 26 different options for mm-hmm. men to choose from and women had zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. So you know, just with those numbers alone, that math doesn't add up. So there was this great science that had emerged. We understood what unlocked desire for women from a biological standpoint. Uh, and by the way, biology certainly comes into the bedroom with us along with other things. And, um, and I'm watching all these big companies walk away from the science. And I'm thinking, what in the hell? And their walking away was my signal to walk in. Mm-hmm. So I actually sold off. And I always say this with a little bit of pain. My profitable business in men that I had finally gotten out of the early days of startup. Um, you know, I had gotten it to this sort of rocket ship ride of sales growth and scale. And I went to my board and I said, "Hey, I'm selling it because I'm going to take this on for women." And you, they looked at me like, "Are you what? No, we have this great business that's coming along now." And I said, "Nope, like I'm going to do this." And It was because I had spent a year just doing homework, talking to women who were dealing with this. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. what I learned from them is that it was really so profoundly affecting their life as they know it, their sense of self, their relationships, they were losing marriages. And we were patting them on the shoulder and telling them to go take a bubble bath Mm -hmm. to fix it. And yet we had science... No way. The injustice fueled me. I sold off that business in men. I took this on in women. And that is um, where Kelly is referring to. The path got really crazy uh, mm-hmm. because here I had all of the scientific ammunition. Um, I went out, I did all the work. You know, the FDA process is pretty straightforward. You have to do blinded, placebo controlled trials. You have to meet endpoints that are agreed on with statistical significance. Like it's a pretty seemingly straight path. I did all the work and I met all those endpoints and I got rejected. Mhm. And it was blindsiding. Like for me having been in this field for so long, there's a really straight scientific path of proof and I had proof, but I got a like no. You, yeah, you
0: hit every checkpoint, yes. you jumped over every hoop, you went through every extra extra yes. step that was put in front of you just for them to come back and say
1: No. And I got that call. It was a Friday. I landed at the airport and I sat down at the airport and I did not move, did not move. And I think I probably sat there for, you know, two hours. I really was paralyzed because it was the end of the company as I knew it. And I mostly worried about what was I going to go and tell all of my incredible, small, but committed team, you know, who set out to to change this forever for women, to give women an option. And I went and delivered the news to them. I finally picked myself up, went into the office, gathered everybody around, um, you know, the table and said, hey, listen, like, go home and work on your resumes this weekend. And Thank God, you know, I went home, I cried it out, and I woke up the next day and I went back to my inbox and I had letter after letter after letter from women saying, Thank you for doing this. Please do not give up. Um, and I, I had one particular meeting, a woman who I'd never met before, a complete stranger, who said, I need you to come meet with me. And I think she must have known like this was my breaking point um, having gotten this rejection. And I met with her, she had been on the product in clinical trials. Um, it had made all of the difference to her and I sat with her for a minute uh, tearfully and I walked into the company on Monday morning and I said, we're going to dispute the FDA. Mm-hmm. I will tell everybody who's listening, uh, fighting the government for sexual pleasure is the road less traveled. <laughs> I don't know. That mm-hmm. it, um, you know, uh, I don't know I'd recommend it, but thank God um, that I decided the data is on my side. This is an outrage. Just give you perspective, Viagra for men was approved in six months. What does that mean? That means that they fast-tracked it through the FDA. They thought it met such an important unmet medical need that they got it to market as quickly as possible. And by the way, just so you know, the end of my story took me six years in that same process and I had three times as many women worth of data. But you know, so it goes, like here is this crazy story that ultimately just was, you have to keep showing up, you have to fight for what you know is right, uh, even when it is the road less traveled. And I think the delight in that is that you will be so surprised by the people who come and start to walk alongside you. And the biggest women's rights and women's health advocates, when I started asking critical questions, when I had the courage to fight, started asking questions alongside of me, and ultimately, you know, we got a fair day not, not literally court, but I will call it a fair day in court. Sure. Um, yeah. as an analogy, we got a real opportunity to have our scientific data reviewed by experts, and when that happened, they voted overwhelmingly to approve the drug. Mm-hmm. And it was it was, am- it was amazing. I can't, it actually happened in a room. So I was in a room at, imagine, at a federal agency. There were women who'd flown from all over the country. There were women's rights groups, there were, the, the public got to come into this room and all of these experts voted. And when they voted, their vote went up on like, it's almost like a jumbotron, like on a big screen. Yes. And I can remember holding my phone and my hand was shaking because that was it, right? It was a, it was an, it was a big win or a massive loss. Mm-hmm. And when it came up and they had voted overwhelmingly to approve it, the whole room erupted into cheers. And that night, um, that aired on CBS News, and I thought, holy cow. And then two days later, I sold it for billion. a billion dollars.
0: <laughs> a billion dollars. Yes. I, I had never heard someone tell a story like this before until I ran into you. And, and by the way, you know, I, I think also, um, you know, not to be overlooked, you know, so many women, I remember you telling this story um, when I first met you, Cindy, that Uh, you know, women actually shared with you that it saved their marriage. Oh, literally, they got their relationship back and, and, you know, a a marriage that wouldn't be,
1: you know, the stories that I've been that have been I'm so privileged that people share their really most personal struggles behind the closed doors of their bedroom, right? And they've been willing to share this with me. And it made me so mad at the beginning that people would marginalize this. I mean, I get it. Look, we all joke about sex. It's sort of the way that we can, you know, at the cocktail party, there's a little joke yeah. or this. But what what is not okay? is that whether or not you're conscious of it, I said that about those ads, right, for 20 years. You all, we all know that like, we can't watch a Super Bowl and not see a Viagra ad or a you know, football going through a tire for years. But what's really being subliminally told to you is it matters. It yes. matters for men. Mm-hmm. And we've never gotten that message for women. And yet, if you'll just talk to a woman who's struggling with this, it is taking away, in many cases, The people she is closest to, she's the least connected with. And when I became such a crusader in this, people would say, come on, Cindy, no one's going to lose their life from this. And what I would say is, why don't you go talk to them because they're losing their life as they know it. Mm -hmm. And we can't overlook those things that are part of, you know, the human experience. I've had, you know, stories that make me, you know, Ball, crying um, for how this has really made an impact in somebody's life. And that is the, the best part of all of this and why, you know, the mission was so much bigger than me, so yeah. much bigger than me. And I think at every turn and for all of the entrepreneurs who are listening, you know, when you hit those, those, like you run straight into a brick wall, right? Like it just knocks you flat on your ass. Um, One of the great things I would say is the, to pick yourself back up is every time I thought, if I don't, I'm going to be letting them down. Mm. And I think the closer you can get to your mission, what the problem you're trying to solve and how that really impacts even one person. And if you can hold on to that, it's what got me up every time because I, by, by God, on my watch, I was not going to let them down.
0: You're not gonna let it go. And and you know, so Cindy, I always say it's really easy to have a really high level of conviction around something that you feel really confident that you can do. Yeah. Right. It's it's a different story when you're doing something, A, that's never been done before, yeah. right? And B after you attempted with whole heart, whole energy, whole life for for six years to do it. And then, you know, it ends up, you know, getting flat out rejected and it's no. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, and there's a lot of people listening that they feel like they've, they've done everything they could do and, Mm -hmm. and they're running into their own brick wall in their life, Mm -hmm. in their business in you know, whatever it is that their, their big dream is, how do you, how do you cultivate that level of conviction around something that you're literally like making this up? Like it hasn't been done before.
1: (laughs) Um, you know, that's such a good question. Uh, Let me think on that for a second. I I think I've never started out with an idea that I need to know everything. In fact, I'm keenly aware (laughs) that I do not have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, to your entire ethos of what you, what you do, Kelly, success does not come from having all the answers. It comes Mm -hmm. from having the courage. Yes. That is the truth. And so, you know, when you feel like you've hit that wall, it's really sort of fun if you can imagine how you're going to get around it a different way. And I would say um, in that regard, as I had so many, you know, I certainly had wonderful people who cheered me on, who supported me, who were instrumental to this success, but I had a lot of detractors like detractors who sent me hate mail um, and death threats and all of that and I feel like what I did is I tried to listen to everything because if I became defensive or shut myself off to that, I wasn't actually allowing myself to figure out the workaround. So when you hit the brick walls or somebody's standing in your way, I guess what I'm telling you is listen to what they're saying because it's actually gonna inform the workaround.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. And then, so, you know, you, you sold the company and, and I know we don't have, you know, the, we don't have the, the, Full time to get into all elements of this. And I want to make sure we can talk about the pinky beater, but just give these guys like a 30 second view on selling your company for a billion dollars, <laughs> taking it back and, and relaunching it again, just a 30 second snapshot of
1: that. I'll tell you guys, not there wasn't a billion dollar happy ending in my case. I sold the business. Um, they were going to march it across the world. They were going to make it affordable for women. Uh, they were going to keep all, me and all my team. But in three months, my whole team was gone. They put it on the shelf. They never launched it. And I had to you know, sit on the sidelines with my baby not being raised in this world the way I imagine. And same thing, like here's another opportunity. What are you gonna do about it? And the answer was not on my watch. So I went and I, I got it back. Uh, I fought them to get it back. Um, thank God I had learned from selling company one to company two to write a good contract that would make sure I had that kind of leverage. And when they weren't doing what they promised to do, I sued them. And in exchange for dropping the lawsuit, they gave me back the company, and I kept the billion dollars.
0: Unfreaking believable! <laughs> a little bit of courage, a little bit of conviction, a little bit of crazy. We all have of crazy. a crazy in us, right? You got to be crazy to do what You did, Cindy. It's freaking awesome. Um, but that—that's just—that's incredible. And—and and for everybody listening, guys, legal up. Right. You you have to be working with a good legal team. You don't want to
1: wait until you need it. Right. Please please learn those things. I'll, I'll give one tip to everybody. When you write contracts um, and there is a participation between the two parties, hopefully there's always a win-win, right? Um, They can be governed by the boilerplate language of a best efforts clause. That's classically what you're going to get. Well, you're gonna get into a deal with somebody you're gonna realize their best efforts are not your best efforts. So what I would say to all of you is get specifics. So in my case, as an example, when I sold my first business, I had royalty stream, it was based on best efforts. I like every day I was mad like, oh my God, they should be doing this. Oh my God, they should be doing that. Um, With my second business, I wrote, this is how much money you'll spend on marketing. This is how many salespeople there will be. And then there were really specific obligations in there. And when they weren't meeting them, they were in breach.
0: Mm-hmm. So smart. So, so smart that I'm telling you guys listening that one sentence alone that Cindy just gave you is worth its weight. And I don't even know what, so that's amazing. So then you did that, you, you, Accomplish your ultimate goal, right? You got it to market. It's now available. It launched. The commercials are live. You did it. And yes. now you're turning around with women on top and the pinky beta, mm-hmm. and you are really investing in helping women to disrupt and elevate. So it, first of all, it's incredible. You're turning around and, and you're sending that elevator back down. It's so, so important. But, but talk to everybody about a little bit of, you know, what is the pinky all about? Who's it for? You know, talk to us about
1: that you know what? It's really simple. I'm putting my, I've, I got to a big exit. I've, I've caught to a couple of them. I'm very fortunate. This is my money where my mouth is. It is going to help other women get there more quickly than me. Plain and simple. I love disruptors. I love people who challenge, who come up with the first, who often, you know, change social conversation. Those are the kinds of things I look at. And my goal is simple. I'm going to make women really rich. I <laughs> really love- rich because we can't have a conversation about women needing a voice women need power and money is a certain power for us to invest in those things we want to see in this world i am not saying that it is the definition of success it is not that is not the definition of success but it is a conduit to good and i want to see women with extraordinary ideas win how can 2% 2% of all venture funding go to women we're saying that half of the population has 2% of the good ideas. That is ridiculous. So it's also a wonderful business opportunity for me because right. I'm betting on the people that I know are going to get it done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. Uh, so, so where do people really follow along, learn about what you're doing, participate, support?
1: I'd love for you to follow me on social, on any platform. I'm at Cindy Pink CEO. Um, If you'll DM me there, I actually promise I'm faster there than my email. Um, You can check us out at thepinkceiling.com. And uh, my product is addy.com, A-D-D-Y-I.com. But we do have a place on the site where you can pitch us. uh, And, you know, we're looking for those really disruptive ideas. And for me, particularly passionate about women's health and wellness.
0: Amazing, incredible. Thank you so much for stepping up in the way that you are to elevate those ideas and to allow those women that are willing to do the work and they have the big ideas and they need the support to get them out to the world in a meaningful way. That's so incredible. And thank you for sharing your story. It's so inspiring. I hope for all of you guys listening that you just see all all of the the pathways that are being paved for you and all of the opportunities that are being created and take full advantage of them. Thank you, Cindy.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. Of course, we'll be back here with you guys next week and we'll see you on the flip side. To join the absolutely free live launch workshop where you will learn the simplest method on the planet to simplify your launches and scale your service based business online, text live launch, all one word, to 44222. Text live launch to 44222. We'll see you on the inside.